I just wanted to to make a film, and um, I wanted to set it in Samoa. Yeah, I just wanted to um, showcase the culture, and I wanted to showcase the people mm-hmm. and the stories, and um, to have it in Samoa, and, and no, have it in Samoa, in Samoa was quite an important thing because I, I I wanted to be authentic, and so I I needed to have the language. And not only that, I needed to have the people, and um, yeah, and just sit and say more. One of the things I very much liked about the film is that it, it demonstrates a lot of aspects to Samoan society for people like myself from other parts of the world who may not be familiar, and and yet it didn't ever feel like a lecture or a lesson. So, how when you were working on the film, how conscious were you of sort of putting all this important information into the story without it sounding too much like <laughs> instruction? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was very conscious about this. I didn't want to explain quite a lot, um, but uh, I do explain stuff. I do explain it through through images. Yes. Uh, I I I don't like uh, you know describing stuff, not dialogue, describing things to the viewer because I I think viewers are quite smart, mm-hmm. and I think they 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 like to uh, you know I want it's like a puzzle, and I think it's uh, more interesting to um to 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 have them break down the film and analyze it and find out that oh this means this and that, but um. Um, um, I, 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 yeah, I was trying to stay away from, uh, you know, explaining things. I want the viewer to just jump into the movie and start looking at things and and hopefully in, get intrigued and not confused by, <laughs> by some of the... Because uh, it was quite a risky thing to do. You know, no one, no one knows, uh, you know, a, a lot about Samoa or its people or... Yeah, that sort of thing. But um, having them just watching that there's this this rich uh, culture there, and and some of the things are not explained, and you know we don't really understand it, but it sort of makes you interested. And I hope. And how I'm I'm interested to know just how representative your film is of mainstream Samoan society, because you look at a lot of things such as the status between men and women, social hierarchies, treatment of the dead, the issue of banishment. Is this stuff that you know Samoan people every day would be uh, are living with? I've, I've just grabbed uh, a day, a few days out of a normal life in Samoa. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, every, you know, some funerals happen every day, and and that's how they they take place. You know, um, um, you know, um, there's um, what you call it. It's it's a representation of uh, you know life, it's just like a grasp of um, everyday life. And so, what we see in the film is a typical Samoan village. Yes, it's a typical village, and you know, um, m- more traditional than. Of it, it's a more traditional village, which is far away from the modernized area of Samoa, mm-hmm. far away from the town. The town is quite different. It's uh, the closer you come to town, the um, you can see the changes in the houses. You know, people have European houses and flash cars, and and they, you know, and you know when you get to town, it's 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 a it's a town. It's modern. But when you go to a, a sticks, you you come across these sort of villages where it's um, um, very traditional. Even um, the way I, I was after 
the village that uh, the family live in is a traditional, it's an old village. It still has that old formation of, you know, of a circle. I was, you know, what was after that. One thing I'm interested to know about is the issue of curfews. Why do they have curfews in these villages and have they always been there? Yeah, it's a, it's a, the closest word I had to relate to to describe the, that, it's called the Sa, is curfew. But it's a curfew's got you know curfew's a bit more. It's, it's, a, it's a harder word to use because the or the sa is actually prayer time. Oh, okay. It's ten minutes of just silence, mm-hmm. and people just you know people go to the you know the first conch shell rings, and then you know it warns you that you need to be in in the house and start you know and because the, the the and then the second conch shell is like no one is allowed to come up. You had to do prayers, and in ten minutes, then the third conchal rings, and then you're free again. And it all happens in the evening. And some villages have it, some some don't. But it's just prayer time. Okay, that's interesting. You, um, we're just talking about the issue of, of silence um, with the, and the conch cell because your film has a very sophisticated sound design and you use a lot of lot of silence and it means that a lot of meaning in the film is communicated through gesture and even music. Yes, yes. Um, Tim Preble did uh, the sound design and uh, we, we went to Samoa and recorded quite a lot of stuff. But... Um, I, 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 in the script, when I wrote the thing, I wanted silence. I wanted stillness, because uh, you know, I was trying to capture the moments in in, in Samoa where I grew up. You know, my memories and how I see people. Um, uh, silence to me is actually there's a lot that's going on, especially in the film. And um, you see, it, even if you see it, there's no dialogue. Mm, but uh, but but the, 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 the characters are giving out lots of information by their subtlety, mm-hmm. you know the way they move and the way they the way you know the way they listen and the way they sit. Although, although we we speak about silence, there's actually quite a lot of noise in this film during the silent bits. You, you've got this very ambient soundtrack under the film, and you know you can always hear villagers chatting in the background or the sound of rain or bats or crickets. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, is this the sound of Samoa that, that you, you're delivering into cinemas for us? Yes, it's, you know, I was very particular with sound as well. I wanted, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tool to drag the audience into the world. Um, and, um, you know, the, those dogs and, and um, you know, if you see the house, uh, the house, of, the family house, it's very open. Mm-hmm. You know, the windows are massive. The doors always open. So there's no secrets. <laughs> you can hear things outside you can see people walking so um yeah so so even though the the family was um is an outside family outside a group of outsiders you can still feel the village and you know the village sounds you know coming into the house and like they're, they're still part of the village not only that i was all uh, I was keen on capturing the, the environment as well you know the the flying foxes, the massive bats we have back home, and uh, the birds and the dogs and the cats—they all um, musical instruments <laughs> make up. More <laughs> annoying, but <laughs> we, we have possums in Melbourne, and, and they make horrible noises at night. 
I actually I love the way you talk about the openness of all the houses and the fact that you can always hear what everybody is doing because that is a theme of the film that there's no real privacy or secrets and I think that's a universal theme for films set in small towns and small communities. Everybody knows what everybody is doing. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, now we've talked a bit about um the sound. I'd love to hear a little bit about your approach to the filming style, the visual look of the film, because your lead character is a little person. So what did you do with the camera to sort of capture the way he views the world? You know, if you look at the film, we never look up. In Samoan culture, you know, the lower you go, you know, if you, you cannot walk in front of someone who's sitting, especially in Alba. You, you have to try and sort of just bend down just a bit and... To, to to show that you you're at the same height, just okay. to, you know, it's like an offer of respect when you're walking in front of someone. You're not supposed to walk in front, but in case you walk in front of an elder, you just just crunch, bend down just a bit, just to show that you're you're offering respect. And for me, the main actor, which which is um, a dwarf, I wanted to sh- to show that in the in the shooting style, to being low to the ground is actually his world where it's very humble you know, humility and and respect your shooting style is part of the respect for this lead character and his his position in the society it, yeah it's part of it's drawn from him it's, it's part mm. of the, the filming style it's drawn from him. the other part is uh, um, the culture yep. you know uh, you know they, they said you know if you go to a traditional meeting you you normally sit on the floor on a mat mm-hmm. and and most of the conversation uh, in a family, especially between if you're a visitor, you know, happens sitting on the ground. And I wanted to show that. I wanted, I wanted the viewer to have that perspective of of being low to the ground and and then just and white and you know wiping away all the the shooting style where you're looking down at people and having them subject to uh, you know subjective uh, point of view, but just looking straight at them and being there. 